Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hello everyone, welcome to The Next Normal in collaboration with America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna, and each time we come together, we know that something big happens. It happens first inside, and then we can see the result of it outside of us. You know, I used to think that change had to occur outside for me to get a shift in me. No. Actually, the change was happening outside because a shift was occurring inside of me. There's some of us who have done everything right, crossed our T's, dotted our I's, pushed, moved, got to prove myself, got to make it happen, I've got to be number one, only to realize, and then what? What's after becoming number one? And then what after making a few millions? And then what after marrying the perfect person, having children, in-laws, traveling, and after having Botox or whatever? And then what? (laughs) And during this particular period of time, for me, I've realized There's something so deep inside of the soul that's calling us home. There is something that wants you to be so genuinely true. The way that you are in your quiet moments, when you don't need to pretend, to express, to give out, when you can just be you and that'll be enough for you and for everyone else. My special guest today is someone that's been definitely overcoming a great deal. And she has crossed her T's and dotted her I's, but she's also reached a point of doing the real work. Her new book that we're going to be discussing will definitely be giving us some tips to transform our own lives. But for me to give her introduction due justice, let me read it from the sheet. (laughs) Kate Ekman, accomplished entrepreneur, elite athlete, mindfulness expert, and Columbia University certified executive coach, used to be like a lot of people. On the surface, she was successful, high-level performer, but deep down her life was full of less tangible roadblocks, excess mental and emotional weight, deep-seated insecurity, self-judgment, and overwhelming stress and anxiety. Who has not been there? But in her new book, The Full Spirit Workout, a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life, Kate shares the inner fitness regimen she used in her own life to generate a sense of self-worth and contentment from within. Let's welcome Kate Ekman to The Next Normal and America Meditating Radio. Kate, I so get where you were. In my 20s, I was just like that. Welcome to America Meditating and Next Normal. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be here. Your voice alone is so soothing and I just appreciate everything you had to say in the intro. It even got me a little (laughs) emotional because that's my whole story and my whole book is, and then what? And then what? And then what? And 
you know, when we place our worth and it's defined by the externals, we can never have enough or be enough. And that was a very painful, but also transformative and enlightening realization that I had several years ago. But even just when you hear someone else say it, it does stir some things within you because I think it's our culture that we're on this hamster wheel and rat race and you can get really caught up in that and you have to consciously and deliberately and intentionally unplug from that thought system and really plug into your heart and to your truth that you are powerful because you are. And I think so many of us are guilty of forgetting that. That's because that's how we were wired. Remember, I mean, growing up, that's what your parents want of you. Growing up, that's what you saw in the media. Growing up, that's what you saw in newspapers and magazines. Growing up, you saw the young girl in school who seemed like the popular one who just knew how to do things, and you would say, I want to be like that, as if I was never enough. You know, and I think that all that energy we projected outside, comparing ourselves to other people, made us just forget the value and the worth that we held as people. So you want to hear a story? Yes. I'm already loving all of your stories. (laughs) (laughs) So the other day, we've just bought a beautiful property on seven acres of land, nine bedrooms, 11 bathrooms, and I call it Om Shanti Village. It's our home. And, you know, that means a lot of runs to Home Depot. So in between all of that, and I hope Home Depot's watching so they could plug us and support us, but I had gone to the dentist one day and got a root canal, and so I couldn't speak. And I had promised to everyone that I would go to Home Depot and pick up some of the items on my way back. So I stopped at Home Depot, and I happened to have been unable to speak because there was gauze in my mouth, like that. So I wrote a note on the phone, and I showed it to the Home Depot guys. It goes, I cannot speak. Can you help me? I need this, this, this. Kate, these folks bowed down and served me like I was a baby, and I was flabbergasted by the fact that I wasn't the perfect person like I usually am. I cross my T's and dot my I's, man. That's just how Indians do it, and many of us do it. We need to be the best. I don't know if it was for the world or for ourselves or for our family. I still don't have an answer for it. But every single person I showed that note to, including cashiers, the guys who assisted, they took everything out to the car for me. I didn't say a word, but because I was vulnerable, I was less than perfect, they came out in droves to help me. And I don't know what it was about that scene that changed my perspective on, let me stop trying to be perfect and let me just use my energy to be me and see if that will lead me to perfection. I'm suspecting that you're on that journey now. I mean, with your new book that's out, The Full Spirit Workout, a 10-step system to shed your self-doubt, strengthen your spiritual core, and create a fun and fulfilling life. Aren't you realizing that if it wasn't for those shortcomings, this book wouldn't have even manifested, correct? 100%. I've learned writing it that, you know, The Full Spirit Workout actually began when I was four years old at the swim club. And... My mother put me in swim lessons, and I didn't really like it, and I didn't care much for my swim instructor, Mark, either, and after lessons one day, I overheard him talking to my mother, and from what my little four-year-old self could gather, Mark didn't think I was a very good swimmer, 
And it breaks my heart as an adult that my little four-year-old self translated that into a mentality that said, oh my gosh, I have to perform at a really high level so that I feel safe in this world, so that my mother and father are proud of me and will love me and strangers will be impressed by my awesomeness. And the good news from that is that I went on to break all but two records at that swim club in every event and every age group. I was a state and national champion. You'd think I feel on top of the world. I'm off to a great school on a swimming scholarship, but I was filled with anxiety and insecurity because of my obsession with performance and perfectionism. And so you know, it's like you said, we can achieve these great things, but at what cost? And then I think going on and having this forward-facing career and placing all my worth in the externals, which most of us do, what we look like, how much money we're making, our house, our car, our social media following, and you're really happy for 15, 20 minutes, and then it's on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and it's this insatiable hunger and this unsustainable lifestyle. And as my speaking coach, Eduardo, always says to me, just be a freaking person. You know, sounds like we're very similar. I just want to show up and give the perfect performance. No such thing. And he's like, just be a person. There's so much beauty in your humanity and your authenticity. And that's what people are relating to. And really, that's what the full spirit is. It's the courage to be who you are, not just the put together pretty package that we present to the world, but that really messy person just trying to keep it all together behind the scenes. And, you know, as much as we talk about being who we are, that's even in itself a process. My spiritual community at Raj Yoga Meditation is that it is gradually giving you insights into the core of, you know, your forgetfulness or your issues, the process that you have to go through to perhaps recognize how unhealthy they are. And the steps that it offers you to gain insight to recognizing the beauty that's already there without you struggling and fighting so much to get it. So in terms of everything that you did that was right, there's that void, no? Like the soul wasn't a part of the journey. The soul awareness of your spirit, the deepest part of your soul, somehow seemed that maybe it was just the observer, the passenger watching you run as fast and whatever you wanted to do, but the real essence of who you were perhaps was getting neglected. When and how did you start to recognize that feeling and said, Kate, here you are? Yeah, for me, it took two massive wake-up calls. I guess I was that stubborn, that dense in the way I was choosing to live my life. But I have compassion and grace for myself because it's just a symptom of living in our society, especially New York City, an on-camera career. But I lost two loved ones to suicide. And like most suicides, they were a complete shock. It's a devastating tragedy that you never fully get over. As we even see in the media with celebrities, there are these beloved, beautiful, talented people. And you think, how and why did they get there? Or why didn't they reach out? And so there's that pain. And then I think in the midst of dealing with that grief, I had my own dark moment of not wanting to be here. And luckily, I reached out to my brother, who's a physician. And, you know, he kind of got me back into reality and to consciousness of what are you doing? And that was that moment where I'm just like, this is not working what how I'm choosing to live my life. And Part of me was scared I was going to end up like them, you know, and so invested in what other people thought that you just 
don't even want to go on living or that you are scared to live your truth. And so I really was committed to coming up with the keys for a better way of living. I went back to school. I got my master's degree at Columbia and studied whole person coaching techniques and neuroscience and positive psychology. I really immersed myself in getting so many certifications and studying spiritual practices so deeply. It was my new obsession. You know, I don't do anything halfway, but I knew my life depended on this. And then it wasn't just about me because I took a look around and I thought, everyone is struggling in some way. Or I'm working with people who are multimillionaires. They have the best of everything and yet they don't feel fulfilled in their lives. And so again, they've done all the right things. And you think, wow, and they're not happy. What's up? Look at the Anthony Bourdain's, the Kate Spades. And you think, but you had it all. And so I think now there's no longer denying the importance of our well-being and prioritizing our well-being and our mental health. It's no longer some cute thing to post about on Instagram. This is really something we all need to take more seriously and really start taking better care of ourselves and the people around us. Could you share with us some of the steps in the book for someone who might be in a stuck mode? And, you know, maybe they do have tools, but for some reason the tools that they have is just not shifting them because, you know, we all know what to do now. But then what happens, we just can't find that frequency, that vibration just doesn't shift the way that we're feeling. Could you share with us maybe one or two steps? Sure. And even something I like to share, my spiritual vitamins. So research shows, and my own life has dictated this as well, that all these things, all the shiny objects that we think are going to make us happy actually don't move the needle on our well-being. What moves the needle are things like sleep, exercise, acts of kindness and service, time affluence, social connection, and my absolute favorite, a gratitude visit, which I discovered from Martin Seligman, who's the founder of Positive Psychology. And that is where you think of someone who has dramatically transformed your life for the better, who you've never properly thanked and write them a letter, 300 words. Don't tell them why, but say you want to come visit and read them this letter. Or if you have to do it on Zoom, do it on Zoom. But what happens is you create this bond that just lasts a lifetime. Your well-being, happiness, confidence is boosted, as is the other person, not just that day, but in weeks and months and years to come. And I think what's so sad is that we don't do this practice. When do we do it? At someone's funeral, when they're no longer here. So I think these are all such brilliant things to get you unstuck, to get you in a place of moving forward and connection. And that's what moves the needle. And you feel better. And when you feel better and you're in this empowered state, you automatically attract the abundance, the relationships, the opportunities the experiences that you want. You no longer have to force or control. You just have become the person who attracts these things. And so I love offering these exercises to people because they're free. We have access to it at all times. Another thing that has transformed my life that I incorporated since the first week of lockdown about a year and a half ago was what I call my sit and stare time. (laughs) It is exactly what it sounds like. You sit and stare out the window, straight ahead, minimum five minutes a day. I do more like an hour. Sometimes I break it up in between all the Zooms that we're on, or I do it at once, especially if I'm having a moment where I've stepped out of the truth of who I am. I'm like, ooh, you are spinning. You need to go sit down. (laughs) I'm not enlightened enough to not be triggered or get upset by things, right? And really check in with yourself like you would a small child and ask, how are you doing? What can I do for you? What do you need? And if you're feeling extra bold and courageous, say, I'm so proud of you, 
or you handled that really upsetting email with so much grace. You took a pause. You didn't respond right away and say something that could blow up the relationship. Bravo. It sounds so simple because it is, but it isn't easy because as you know, many people are so uncomfortable sitting quietly by themselves and turning off all the distractions and tuning in and checking in because it can be scary. As you know, it can be uncomfortable and you've got to really deal with yourself and start to discover who you are underneath all the labels and titles and things that you present to the world. But that's when life gets really juicy. And then you discover, oh, I actually want this. And I don't want this thing that I've been pursuing because that's what society wants for me. Right? You know, talking about like labels, from the moment we're born, we're given a label. And we confirm them as we grow older, and then life has a way of giving us a lot of opportunities to deepen the labels, the idea, the belief systems that we hold for ourselves. And I'm still trying to sort this through for myself, because I'm wondering if also I have this energy in me. But whenever I observe somebody stuck in a limited belief about themselves, and it's revealing that they're offering less than they can, as God's child, I don't know, something just makes me feel very uncomfortable to be around that energy. And it's almost as if it's reminding me or it's trying to force me to become and do the same. And I've found that I've tried and I've observed that my journey has been one to bypass the labels that are being given to you through thinking what Eleanor Roosevelt's quote that I live by, do the things you think you cannot do. What are your thoughts and ideas for somebody who might be stuck in a limited belief and they're carrying the weight of some emotional debris? I'll tell you one more last story. We were getting the studio together and one of my sisters was a little tired, so she was like, I want to go to sleep. Can I go to sleep? I said, yes. This morning we were saying, you see, when the soul is tired, it doesn't have any energy to do anything. It's not inspired. It's not enthusiastic. And so, can you imagine what old souls are feeling and they're not aware of the state that they're in? I think one of the most damaging things, Kate, is to not be aware of your condition. And the condition gets worse. Can you share with our viewers and listeners some tools to help us to get unstuck from limited belief systems that are weighing down the soul from being enthusiastic and inspiring? Absolutely. I think first we spend some time in meditation or sit and stare distraction-free so you can listen to your divine wisdom, the voice of the truth, not the ego that tells you you're not good enough, you're not keeping up with Sally, why can't you make as much money as Johnny or whatever, and really listen to that. And then you will identify these limiting beliefs like I did, the little kid at the swim club. That's not even true. And so once you identify that, you can delete it just like you do the corrupt file on your computer, drag it to the trash, and then co-create a new thought system for yourself. Or another way of saying this is instead of collecting evidence for that lie of why you're not good enough and living your life from that space, collect evidence for those compliments you always get. Everyone always tells me you have the best energy. So let's live life from that place rather than like you're too much. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I better tone it down and dumb it down so that people like me and I can just be very status quo. No. And I'm sure you've experienced, they really want to put you in a box. And as a woman, they want to put you in the small box, especially if you look a certain way, you need to be this. I mean, 
I recently had a woman who said to me, well, you're young and beautiful. You get everything you want. <laughs> my first thought, quite frankly, was like, wow, the love of my life jumped off a bridge. But okay, I guess I get everything I want because you approve of my mother and father's genetics. I mean, it's just absurd. And I think it's really easy then to dumb yourself down, tone it down. And I've certainly been put in that place a lot. And so you have to have a purpose greater than yourself. If it's all about me, it's just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess I better just be quiet. Just be happy with what you have. But when you have a really strong why, for me, it's my two friends that I lost and everyone who struggles with mental health, which I've discovered is everyone. Then I have a stronger purpose. And then I can release those limiting beliefs or release the people who try to put me in a box because my purpose is so much greater than myself. This book is so much greater than me. It really is about giving people the keys to a better way of life. So I think if you're feeling stuck, really get clear that you are stuck and try to get underneath and be determined why, but then really sit and spend some time with whatever you want to do. Why is this important to me? Why right now? And the days you can't show up for yourself for whatever reason, perhaps maybe you do need to take some time off and sleep and rest your soul and Maybe stop hanging out with certain people who aren't willing or able to see you or hear you or acknowledge us. I think that's an epidemic that we're all suffering from because we think, I know this person really loves me, but they don't see me or they only support me when I'm making decisions that they agree with, but I'm my own person. So it can be quite painful, but that's why it is important to take that time by yourself and really get underneath the hood of the car by asking yourselves these questions. And that's why I have these Coach Kate check-ins in the book to really get you connected deeply with yourself so that you can have a new thought system and come up with a whole new way of being. Such a fine line. Part of you knows, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to people telling you you're like this, you're like that. And then the better part of you knows that you really aren't fully what they're saying that you are. But I wonder, are they saying something that is significant to help my life to be better? And I've often thought to myself how discerning I need to be to find the balance of that fine line to say, why did that thought or that energy come? There's got to be a message, a signal. So how do I respond to it? And on many occasions, we are so self-absorbed in our tiny worlds, that even when the universe is trying to expand it, we can't receive it. One of the things you talk about, inner empowerment and inner strengthening of the soul, you're saying that a lot of the principles are coming from neuroscience. Could you share a little bit about that? Like, how is that helping me to find the courage or the strength to maybe see these limits that are inside of me and make the change that needs to be made? Yeah, so the neuroscience, a lot of it was what I was talking about, the spiritual vitamins. That's what moves the needle. That's the science. What we think will make us happy, the good looks, the money, the car, the house, the good grades actually doesn't move the needle. Another thing that they say is positive psychology even. It's boosting our mental metabolism is deleting those unhealthy beliefs, co-creating new thoughts for ourselves. That's what I call the boost your mental metabolism. So we're used to the food that we eat or drink. It boosts our physical metabolism. We convert it into energy. With our mental metabolism, it's our self-talk. And you can see why a lot of us feel exhausted all the time because we have that negative self-talk. So I think too with neuroscience and positive psychology, it really is 
unplugging from our culture. And that's why it is important to do these exercises. And even what they say about joy. When I did the research about joy and what brings you joy, not one person mentioned a material item. It kind of melted my heart. I mean, one woman, very successful and wealthy, but she said, what brings me joy is watching my two-year-old look at the bees and seeing the awe and wonder in his eyes, watching the bees do their job. And I think of everything that woman could have told me, that's what she chose, (laughs) right? I get very passionate about this because it is so simple, but we are programmed and socialized in a way that makes it really challenging. But every day we have a choice to make and we can choose to the path, like I was going on the same path, or we can choose to disengage and co-create and come up with something new. And that's why I studied confidence at length in my research and presence and patience, purpose, preparation, practice. Those are my five P's of confidence. And the bonus piece or what I've discussed here, it's pause. That's the spiritual fitness. That's the non-reactivity. It's pausing before you respond to the upsetting text or email. And like I said, person, just be a person. Our humanity is so beautiful. Beautiful. Our time together and our interview is not only about the sharing of your book and the journey that you've been on to get here, but also a lot of times when we're on AM radio, it's like it's the sharing of the deepest part of our spirits you know, places that we don't necessarily always feel very comfortable to speak from. And I'm not quite sure what's the blessing in AM radio or the next normal, but I'll tell you this, it helps us to be the real deal. Reach to this point that generally our viewers, our listeners, and even us that are participating, when we say Om Shanti and the show and the talk is over, we walk away with the ripple effect of something so deeply moving inside of our souls that we can feel the transformation taking place. In the world today now, there are a lot of things that I think it's different, Kate. I'm trying to find meaning, but I haven't yet. think the world is different. I don't know. Of course, it has to be different after a year and a half of a lockdown. What have you learned in the last year and a half where you're not able to hug the people you love as you used to? have as many people over for dinner like you used to, travel as much as you used to. How did all of those things that we had to kind of pause, one of your P's, you know, and be that person, how did this year and a half treat you? What did it reveal to Kate who she really is at the core? I love that question. And I just have to say, too, in the spirit of just being a person, I'm a person who is always hot. I always take my showers in the evening because of this. And I took my shower this morning close before that we met. And so I'm still hot from my shower. I've got these lights on. And so I think even during the last question, I'm like, I can feel myself sweating and I'm so hot. But again, this is something I've learned. You just have to trust. You got to show up, focus on connecting with the person you're talking to, be present. And I'm like, I'm so present to how hot I am and sweaty and gross. And I'm glad that no one can see it, but I'm sorry. I'm just, I have to be so candid with you, but you have to just trust and keep speaking. And I focused on connecting with you. I think that is something I have learned this past year when there were times, I don't know if anyone else experienced this. I'm like, I am a happy, energetic person. And I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed today. I think being okay with that, and it's just like, you know what, in this moment, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, I may not be saying the most eloquent things, but that is me embracing 
one of my bonus P's of being a person and not judging myself because that's where I go to. Oh, these people are going to judge me. I'm stumbling. I'm not saying the perfect thing because I'm hot and letting that be okay and letting second place or third place be enough and be okay. I think that's what I've struggled with my whole life. Like you said, you almost brought me to tears in the beginning of this show because when is it enough? When is it enough? Kate, you showed up, you did your best, you had fun. It's a success. The end. I think we have to stop judging ourselves so harshly. We get so mad when other people judge us and reject us and criticize us and overlook us. But if we are honest with ourselves, we do that to ourselves all the time. At least I do constantly. It's obnoxious. And I'm noticing I was doing it in this moment, judging myself. You're not sounding eloquent. You're so hot. You're not speaking correctly. What are you doing? I think that's what I've learned is to be a lot more gentle with myself. And maybe I had 10 things on the to-do list and only six of them got done. Let's celebrate the six things that got done, shall we? Congratulations. You see how awesome you are. We're at the end of our wonderful time together. And I'm curious, is there anything else in you that you would like to share with our community? And just from your heart, any final closing statements? Because I think you did already, but anything else that's percolating? I think I feel called to remind everyone of how powerful they are and that you can do whatever you decide is important enough. And it's not midnight yet, but I feel like we're nearing 1145 and this whole era of coddling our own weaknesses and neuroses and, and dwelling in the ain't it awful or I'm not good enough is over. I mean, we have so many unique gifts and strengths that if you can't do it for yourself, please do it for a cause greater than yourself. We are all so gifted. We all have so many strengths. We need to get better at identifying and leveraging them for the betterment and upliftment of this world. And now is the time. And yes, you can. And I just think if I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm not special. I love the saying from A Course in Miracles that says all of the children of God are special and none of the children of God are special. So it's kind of like, If I can do it, so can you write the book, leave the job, leave the relationship or get into the relationship or start your business, whatever your thing is, now is the time and you can do it. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. And I'm cheering you on from afar. If we never meet, I'm still energetically cheering you on and giving you a big hug because I believe in you. Well, Kate, what's the website for people to find your book? Sure. You can go to the fullspiritworkout.com or Kate Ekman, K-A-T-E-E-C-K-M-A-N.tv, like the tube that you watch and all the information is there. It's also everywhere books are sold online and in stores. Beautiful. Kate, it's been such a delight having you. Thank you for spending time with me. Thank you so much. I could talk to you and be with you all day. It feels really comforting. Thank you. Thank you. You were awesome. You were awesome. All right, everyone, so I'm sure you've taken a lot from Kate Eklund, and do visit her online and also get a copy of her book. What Kate has left us with are some really powerful, simple tools. These are things that you're doing and walking around, but maybe you're not aware, and because you're not aware, you're not putting the spark in it. Imagine, just stop and stare. (laughs) Just stop and stare. And you take that moment for yourself and you connect to the soul, to God, to the bigger part of humanity and you start to feel better. Was that hard? 
<laughs> Did it cost you anything? It didn't. So thanks to Kate for giving us the gifts of her new book and this wonderful time together. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I suspect that as you get wiser and deeper, you will learn that we're actually here to love each other the same. Take care, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on America Meditating Radio and The Next Normal. Don't forget to listen to my new album, the Om Shanti album on Spotify and iTunes, and let me know what you think. I love listening to it when I'm working out in the morning. Take good care, have a wonderful day, and thanks again for tuning in. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.